environmental concerns are at the, at really at the core of our company. Um, it's something that we've been very focused on. And in fact, we've, we've reduced our carbon emissions by 60%. Welcome to the Opening Bell podcast at NZX. Uh, today, we're talking about a, a hot topic at the moment, talking about property. And with us, we have Clive McKenzie, who is the CEO of Kiwi Property. Clive, thanks for being here. If you can just give us a little bit of intro uh, background about the company, about about yourself, and uh, maybe the the, the origins uh, of Kiwi Property, and uh, we can kind of take it from there. Great. Uh, well, thanks, Doug, and thanks for the opportunity to join the podcast this morning. Um, Kiwi Property has been around for almost 30 years, and uh, we're one of the largest NZX uh, property companies uh, with a portfolio of around $3.6 billion. Um, and uh, we're really fortunate that uh, we're able to own and develop our own properties, and we operate some of the, you know, some of the iconic buildings that you know in, in Auckland and in New Zealand, Sylvia Park for one, the Viero Centre here in, in the city, and ASB North Wharf as well. So we talked before the podcast started about your background a little bit, and you spent some time in the U.S. Can you talk about some of the similarities and differences between the property market in the U.S. and the property market in New Zealand? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Some of the big things um, on the, you know, and the differences between the two markets is obviously scale. The U.S. is just, you know, ginormous and comparative to New Zealand. But a lot of the trends are the same. Um, you know, retail, uh, traditional retail uh, shopping centers are going through a similar trend in the States as they have in New Zealand. Uh, though we have a lot less retail space than they have in the, in the States, about a, about a quarter of the amount of retail space per head of population, which makes us more resilient. But, um, you know, the trends that I was seeing when I left the States were around uh, what they call multifamily or what we call in New Zealand build to rent. It's a huge asset class. In fact, it's, it's one of the largest asset classes in, in the States and it's growing uh, throughout Asia and Europe. And then also the rise of that aggregation of, of uses onto one location being mixed use. That's really starting to take shape in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. And, you know, we've come off a very, very wet weekend here in, in Auckland, and I'm sure that Sylvia Park has been, you know, absolutely bulging at the seams. What's something that Kiwi focuses on when you are designing your retail locations? It's, you know, when, first of all, it's where we choose a location. So it's all about location, location, location for property. But it's, you know, what is the development potential of that site? Um, how can we grow it? Um, is is the is the population in that area uh, growing and expanding, um, which really draws us to that Auckland uh, Hamilton Tyrong a sort of golden triangle because uh, we see that's where the best opportunities are. But it's how we're able to aggregate all the space and 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 really make uh, make our strategy come come alive. Yeah, absolutely. And how's the rise in technology affecting the way that you operate the business and, and connect with customers? Technology is really important for us. Um, you know, it, it's. Just like everything we we see in life at the moment, there's uh, you know technologies getting into every part of our uh, our daily lives, and property is no different in that. Um, we're seeing a confluence of both the physical world and the digital world um, in property, um, and as a result, we're spending a lot of time and money and effort um, to make sure that we can stay current with that. So uh, we're doing a lot of work around data analytics, and also providing a seamless experience for our customers. So um, that when they visit our properties, they can interface with us, not just from a physical perspective um, in terms of the arrival, where they park, et cetera, but using digital tools to help that experience be a lot easier for them. So, for example, if, if you are a resident at uh, 
one of our build to rent sites, then you would be able to you know, order um, order your meals. Um, you'll be able to log in any maintenance you want to do. Um, if you were an office worker, you could again order your meals, or you could book your parking space, um, or be able to interact with any of our retailers in the site, etc. So, it's providing our customers with that chance to interface with us both from a physical and a digital perspective, and you know. Retail itself, uh, we're seeing a lot of our retailers uh, doing exactly the same thing through what is called omni-channel, where they're basically giving the customer what they want, which is the ability to be able to trade with a retailer from a physical perspective, going to a store, but also to do online purchases or click and collect here. Mm, Making things really seamless. Yeah. And you've got some work going on down in Drury. Um, so perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the Drury development and what you're doing and the timeframes for that project. Yeah, sure. Drury is a fantastic opportunity for Kiwi property. Um, uh, the, 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 it's going to be a, a, a small town of the size of sort of Napier. It's probably more than a small town of around 60,000 people over the next 15 to 20 years. Um, the government's put a huge amount of infrastructure spend into, into Drury, um, which is really setting the scene for to be able to take off and grow. It's, it's identified as one of the significant growth nodes for Auckland. And we're very fortunate that we got over 50 hectares of land at Drury, which uh, has been designated as the town centre. And it's adjacent to a new train station the government's building. So we feel that we're really well positioned to take advantage of that um, and uh, create one of those mixed-use communities uh, that we'll be able to be very proud of as a new uh, 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 full Green Star community um, that, that'll be available for all Aucklanders and New Zealanders to enjoy in the future. So we're very privileged to be able to be the developer of that space. Yeah. Mm. And we see you know, a lot of interest in um, you know, the ESG space and, and just the concepts of um, – social responsibility and environmental responsibility generally. Can you talk a little bit more about the Green Star rating? Yeah. Um, ESG or in, environmental um, concerns are at the, at really at the core of the, our company. Um, it's something that we've been very focused on. And, in fact, we've we've reduced our carbon emissions by 60% uh, since we've been focusing on over the, probably over the last 10, 15 years. Um, and it's really in our DNA. And so – as, as we move forward, we always, every building we build, we're making sure that we give it the highest uh, sustainability ratings that we can, whether it be an office building or a residential building. For example, our built to rent, we're pushing a seven to eight home star green rating to it, which is a, a relatively new rating scale in residential for New Zealand. So we're very proud to be doing that. And as I mentioned at Drury, sustainability will be at the heart of the development as well. So being close to the train station, um, you know, the majority of the population will be within one kilometre of, of the train station. So it gives an opportunity for a lot of people to either walk or bike to the train rather than using a car. And so, the, you know, obviously the emissions will drop as a result of that. But it's everything we do, um, not just from an environment perspective, but from a social perspective as well. That's really important for the company. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to get your, your views. Um, you talked a little bit about, about location being so important, but other than and now, what do you look for when you're um, purchasing land or or property? What are some of the key uh, traits that you want to you want to find? Um, one of one of the things we look for as well as the um, proximity to public transport. Um, we we believe that being close to a transport node is is really important, especially for those mixed use communities. So it gives a chance for uh, any workers or office workers that that we may have uh, at our site to be able to easily come to the site. 
but also any residents we have at the site that they can also jump on public transport and be able to connect back in, in, into wherever they need to go to their place of work or where they're going for pleasure. But also, again, for our, for our, our shoppers or retailers themselves, that, that access um, is really important. So being in an area where there's a, a transport node is really important for us and the ability also for growth um, and population over time. And that's why Auckland and Hamilton and Tauranga are really key areas for us because of that, that growth projection, yeah. So given the, I guess, the turmoil with interest rates and, and the property market in New Zealand, what kind of um, advice or guidance would you give those that are looking to uh, invest in the property market? Um, it's, it's really around looking for the right opportunities. Um, the whole sector has been hard hit by that macroeconomic factors that you just called out. And, and most property companies are, are trading at uh, discounts to their net tangible assets at the moment. Um, we believe that there is a misprice to a certain extent in that. Um, and, you know, there's, there's really good value in a lot of listed property companies at the moment. If you took our stock, for example, uh, based on our current share price, and if you were in the top uh, tax bracket, you'll be earning a gross dividend yield of around 10%, which is fantastic, given that we invest in the best uh, assets in New Zealand. Um, so we think there's a, a misprice in that in that at the moment, and so a real opportunity I think for investors uh, to get a great yielding stock and also to um, buy into our growth story for the future as well. Yeah, and that's a nice segue to talk about the future focus for Kiwi. Um, what are some of the interesting projects that you're working on? You've mentioned um, Drury, and you know what what are you doing with those projects to set the company up for future growth? Yeah, so um, probably one of the most transformative things that we're doing for the company is looking at, as I mentioned earlier, build to rent. Um, and if effectively, build to rent is purpose-built accommodation uh, operated by commercial landlords over a long period of time. So historically, uh, rental property in New Zealand has been provided by mum and mum and dad operators. Um, this this allows us uh, to do it at scale and, and uh, bring our expertise to bear, uh, to provide a, a product that we believe um, there's, a, there's definitely a place in the market for well-managed, well-run, uh, and <clears throat> uh, great facilities with great amenities uh, for the rental market. Um, it's, it's a huge asset class internationally, and it's, sort of, uh, it's just taking off in Australia um, and just starting to find its feet in New Zealand. And we want to be at the forefront of that. We, we think it's a fabulous opportunity for us. The other area that I've called out is that, that mixed-use environment, which um, it's the aggregation of uses on one site. So where we've traditionally had a, a, a traditional shopping centre, it's adding office to that. It's adding residential either through uh, build to rent or build to sell and potentially medical and other uses down the line. And, you know, Sylvia Park is a great example of that where we've done those things or have those things underway. So we had our first office building, which was very successful. We've got our second one under construction at the moment, which has got a lot of uh, medical uses in them. Uh, so we're aggregating medical uses and we have uh, almost 300 apartments uh, for build to rent under construction at the site as well. That aggregated with uh, the potential for IKEA coming to that site. And we have a conditional agreement uh, to sell a parcel land to IKEA just creates a fantastic synergy amongst all those. You already have New Zealand's uh, favourite and if not best shopping centre at that at that space as well. And we just feel that all those things together will really make it a stronger and stronger magnet. And we want to replicate that at our other key assets as well, yeah. Fantastic. It sounds like there's exciting things ahead. Before we move to the quickfire round, is there anything else that you'd like people listening to the podcast to know about Kiwi Property Group? 
Yeah, look, I, I think the company's really well uh, set up for the future. Um, we, we've got a really exciting future once as we go through this transition. Um, and we, we believe that we have a great opportunity to not only add value uh, for us, our, our, our shareholders, but of all the stakeholders that uh, interact with us, either as our employees, as our customers, um, as our residents or workers, uh, we, we think we have a great proposition of value for the long term with great assets, um, and we're on a strong growth path. So, well, thank you for that. And I think now we'll get into a kind of a less serious part of the podcast where Sarah and I ask you some quick fire, rapid, random questions. Sure. See what your answers are. Um, oh, this one fits right in. I'll start. Uh, given your uh, retail property development and everything like that, what is your uh, one retail store that's your favorite place to shop at? Well, yeah, given, given my position, that would be a very difficult question to answer. So um, I'm going to dodge it to a little bit, <laughs> understandably. Um, I, what really excites me when I go into, you know, into a retail store is great customer service. And I think, again, that differentiates the physical experience to the online experience. So those retailers that can really connect with you with great customer service, great offering, um, we all know it. We all we can all remember those experiences, whether they are at a restaurant or a small owner-operator store or a large chain store that's really got everything working for them. To me, those are the best stores, and they stand the test of time, and they're the ones that survive, yeah. Mm. Hitting the basics and really yep. treating the customers well. What's the best learning that you've taken from your experience working overseas? Um, it. For me, it's really about having an open mind because, um, and we'll all have it uh, when we we travel and we get those opportunities, see other places. Just having an open mind to how other people are doing things, uh, learn from their experiences, um, and uh, yeah, you know, try not to make the same mistakes that others have made, and also you know, bring back opportunities to New Zealand where uh, we're seeing other people doing things overseas. And likewise, if we think seeing things that we're doing well, there's an opportunity to export some of our great ideas. So. You know, that's, that's probably the big takeout I'd have, yeah. So do you have a favorite quote uh, and, and why? Um, I wouldn't call it a quote. It's probably just a way of uh, how I live my life is basically, you know, perseverance. So never give up. Um, hard work and perseverance always pays off. And, you know, you just got to not be bullheaded, um, but just keep working at something. And it's amazing, you know, what perseverance, hard work and dedication can achieve and, uh you know, I, I can see that in our own company. We've been at it for, you know, a long period of time and we've achieved some great results and we'll continue to do so. And what's your favorite local restaurant, uh, Peter? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's, I'm question. sure there's many, but, um, yeah, one that I, I really like, and it comes back to that great customer service, is uh, a little restaurant called Little Jimmy um, on Manukau Road. And uh, it's a great little local restaurant. It's got a strong following. You can't go there unless you book. Um, very casual, but great food. Great atmosphere and really well put together, yeah. Well, Clive, thank you very much for taking the time to come in and, and tell a little bit about um, the story of Kiwi Property and some of the things you're working on. It all sounds really exciting. And, and for those listening, uh, please check out the website at www.kiwiproperty.com to learn more about some of the things we talked about today. And thanks again, Clive. Fantastic. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. The information provided in this podcast is a guide and is intended for general information purposes only. 
The information is not investment advice. The information should not be relied upon as a substitute for detailed advice from a professional advisor. The podcast may contain opinions or forward-looking statements and actual results may vary from what is expressed in this podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the presenter or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of NZX. NZX Limited is not liable for any loss suffered through relying on the information in this podcast. NZX makes no warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the information in this podcast. All intellectual property rights in the content of this podcast are owned or used under license by NZX, and NZX's written consent is required to use, redistribute, or reproduce the content, or use it to create other works.